0: Thanks for downloading this podcast.
1: It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used
0: in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Lamont or visiting Radiolamon.com. This is RS1, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome along to an historic day for our branch of motorsport. Quite frankly, when I first went to Le Mans in 1989, if somebody had told me this day was coming, I think I might have looked at them a little askew. Probably even 10 or 15 years ago, I may have looked at them askew. We're here today for a joint press conference hosted by IMSA and the ACO. Our guests, as you can see on the stage behind me, Chairman of IMSA, Jim France, President of the ACO, Pierre Fillon, the CEO of the World Endurance Championship, Gerard Nouveau, Ed Bennett, the CEO of IMSA, and President of IMSA, John Doonan. Welcome them in the usual way, if you would, please. Great news. An announcement that I think most of us in this room have been waiting for for a very long time. Indeed, some of us for our complete careers in the sport. Uh, We're going to go through our honored guests on the podium here and talk to them. This is the set of people who've made this come to pass. May I start with Mr. France? Sir, how did this convergence with President Fillon, with your two great organizations, how did it come together? Tell us more about what we've seen on that video and the reason we're all here today.
1: It's a, uh, first of all, good morning, everyone. It's a uh, goal that uh, we've shared uh, for a number of years uh, to be able to bring uh, the overall opportunity for a win at Le Mans and Daytona uh, together. Uh, We've continued to work together uh, through the, uh, our technical groups have been working together through the current LMP to DPI program. And this is a continuation of that work as we uh, have an opportunity now at hand to uh, have a a car capable of uh, victory in in, uh, both of our iconic events. Um, The uh, car that was going to be introduced and uh, will be a a category of car that uh, will begin competing in the uh, WEC series in uh, September of 21 and in the WeatherTech, IMSA WeatherTech series in January of 22. There's still quite a bit of details to be finalized, as you can imagine, but uh, our technical teams headed by uh, Simon and... Uh, Jerry from the ACO uh, are working diligently uh, to be able to have an announcement on the technical regulations uh, at the uh, combined Super Sebring weekend.
0: Thank you, Mr. France. I'll come back to you in a moment because I have a follow up for you. Mm-hmm. But if I may, President Feyong, a fantastic announcement. Uh, you and I were talking before our guests came in here. Uh, It seems almost unbelievable to me. Are we entering or are we in another golden era of sports car racing?
2: Yes, good morning, everybody. Uh, I agree with you, John, that we are opening a new chapter of endurance racing here today. And as Jim said, we have been working together on this for some time and Convergence will uh, offer manufacturers, partners, uh, media and the fans a fantastic opportunity to see the best racing in the most prestigious events uh, on both sides of the Atlantic. I think it's the right time for this to happen, and we are very proud to be here today to tell you about that.
0: I can't take the smile off my face, and I can say it's a dream come true for you as well, Pierre. Mr. France, um, fairly obvious question, really, but why would a manufacturer choose to build a car and to enter the LMDH category of racing? Well, I, uh,
1: I can't speak for the manufacturers, but uh, I have spent a great deal of time listening to the manufacturers. And uh, it's kind of a universal thread uh, that they are requesting both of uh, the ACO and IMSA to have a category that they could compete in uh, that would allow them to amortize their investments in motorsports across the broader range of uh, series and on a global basis. And uh, this is our, our, a major step uh, to accommodate uh, those wishes.
0: Uh, and Pierre, how does this affect, in fact, does this affect at all and change anything uh, re- with regards to the ACO's existing LMH, the hypercar program?
2: No, it doesn't affect and doesn't change the Le Mans hypercar regulations. As you know, the Le Mans Hypercar Regulations will be introduced in September 2020 for the 2021 WEC seasons. Manufacturers can continue to build their own chassis or to develop a car on the basis of a road car. As you know, Toyota, Aston Martin, Peugeot have announced their commitment and the addition of the LMDH car, which is eligible uh, alongside the Le Mans hypercar category, will only uh, make stronger the top category. Uh, Mr. France, I know we're not going to go into a
0: lot of technical detail today, but what other details can you give us about what I can only say is a long-awaited top category convergence?
1: Well, uh, as you know, we're, we're pretty far along on our, on our uh, DPI process that's been uh, underway, and the uh, ability to have a cost-effective opportunity for OEMs is is, uh, adopting some of the the, uh, efforts that we've created and the working relationships that we've had with our constructors and our OEMs on a model that would allow them to uh, have an economic, cost-effective way of entering. Uh, endurance sports car racing for overall victory.
0: So it's clear then, Pierre, that the LMDH programme has had to be optimised to achieve what Mr France was talking about. That. How, how's that how have you gone about that?
2: In fact, we have introduced a common platform for a car which will be able to compete in WeatherTech Sports Car Championship and in WEC and in 24 Hours of Le Mans. This new chassis will be produced by the four chassis manufacturers here today. Uh, This is uh, Dallara, Ligier, Multimatic and uh, ORECA, using common elements to reduce costs. And this new chassis, uh, which offers economic and uh, regulatory stability, uh, as well as increased uh, the visibility of the brand, will also serve as the basis of the next generation of LMP2 for the next 10 years. Next 10 years, yes. LMP2.
0: Right. Did you note that down, everybody? I think that's quite important, too, uh, talking about the LMP2 category. Gérard, what does this do for the World Championship? Does it change anything? Does it change the, the stakes, how people are going to compete?
3: No, not at all. Probably exactly the opposite. Uh, we have to say that if we have just a look with the picture on the, on the wall around the room here, with the the historical convergence car that uh, already raced in the both platform. Uh, We have this incredible chance to have in sports car, in the WCO, in the WeatherTech, a huge heritage with fantastic competitors, amazing uh, people and OEMs participating and providing very high performance level. And with this uh, LMDH announcement today, we have just extend the stage. We have opened a bigger stage, and we know very well that we are never stronger and better than when we are working together, racing together, and when we provide the base stage for these competitors. Our mission, our goal, was to prepare and to provide the best future for the sports car. And we can say that with the LNDH, this is clearly an added value included for the
0: WEC. This is an interesting start to your appointment. Uh, I, I know you're a detailed man as, as well as a, a, an overview man. Can you tell us a little bit about the car and I'm guessing that most people will want to know when we might see examples of these new LMDH
4: machines somewhere. For sure John and adding my thanks and welcome to everyone who's taken time out of their day to join us. This is a historical moment. Uh, thanks to frankly the vision that Jim had working with the IMSA technical team and the concept around what we have now, the current DPI. Uh, we're not straying too far from that. Um, and what Hypercar has done, allowing manufacturers to choose from one of four constructors, we've got representatives, I know you're gonna recognize them here in a little bit, from you know Dallara, Lige, Multimatic, and uh, our friends at Orica. But allowing a manufacturer to choose one of those base chassis to engage with their design teams back their design centers to stylize the bodywork and engage their brand story in the bodywork to choose their ICE their internal combustion engine of choice and then in this case with LMDH to add a single source hybrid system uh, to the car um, produces an opportunity to showcase brand technology as well as uh, green technology. So, uh, for example, like we have had here with our current investors, Acura, Cadillac, Mazda, or those who are in the room, uh, you know, for example, a Porsche, a Hyundai, could choose a chassis maker, uh, a constructor, choose their engine, um, add the KERS system, and, and the design and styling that's made DPI so special, or what Hypercar's vision was. Um, the proposed start date would be September of 2021, and uh, 2022 here uh, in IMSA, so 2021 for the WEC, and 2022 here in Daytona for IMSA.
0: I know we're gonna get some more technical details at the Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring, the Super Sebring joint event. Um, do I presume there has to be a balance of performance here? And also, what length of life do we think of these cars? Because that's, that's quite key, isn't it, when we were talking about the amortization of, of investment?
4: Well, based on my first 90 days, I'm thinking of doing away with BOP. <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely, it'll be... Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, based, based on... Uh, you just panicked all the manufacturer representatives <laughs> in the front row there, i tell you what. Uh, based on um, the great work of both technical teams, um, Terry Bouvet and Simon Hodgson and his, his team, both of their teams, uh, it will absolutely be a balance of performance uh, platform. As you said, more details to come at Super Sebring here in, hard to believe, uh, less than 60 days. And, and life of the car? Well, uh, without a doubt, we're looking at a minimum of a five-year homologation. Um, so when when a manufacturer partner, uh, when a tire partner, um, when companies invest in LMDH as a platform, um, companies like WeatherTech that are so important to us, um, they know that they're making an investment in something long-term.
3: We can, we can maybe share. We, we had a slide just a few minutes ago to explain you the global vision about the different platform with uh, the right schedule for the entry of these different... Uh, that's exactly this one. So you can have an, an idea about the, the period when uh, the LMDH will enter in IMSA or in WEC, but also the new chassis LMP2, and a global vision uh, regarding the cars allow it to uh, compete on the top categories in uh, sports cars.
0: Ed, if I may ask you, IMSA and the ACO... Pretty much throughout the time that I've been involved, certainly with Imza, I've already had a close relationship. There's there's been exchanges of of ideas and concepts. Uh, if I may borrow a French word, uh, Gerard and uh, Pierre, uh, this rapprochement does this mean even closer? Sorry, I, I, I butchered that, Gerard. I'm sorry. Uh, be, uh, this careful, rappro- be careful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you did
5: better than me. So, <laughs>
0: um, does this mean? closer, even closer collaboration between what effectively are the the two major entities in in
5: worldwide endurance racing? Yeah, Thank you, John, and good morning, everyone. I I think the answer is absolutely yes. You look back to really Don Panos and Scott Atherton in the late 90s when they started this relationship. uh, This relationship has continued to grow and it's gotten deeper uh, with Jim and Pierre. Uh, All of us rally around that. Obviously, they have such a deep passion for motorsports. They love it. Uh, we live in a world today, I think, where collaboration is, is bigger and more important than ever. It doesn't matter the sport, the industry. So between our sponsor partners, I'm looking at David McNeil WeatherTech. Thank you for being here. Cooper, congratulations last night. Uh, our friends from uh, Michelin, Rolex, uh, you know, all the OEMs, all the chassis constructors. I think the difference today is All these different groups around the world are working closer, more transparent than ever, for the good of the sport. And uh, organizers like EMSA, ACL, we're we're one of the spokes in the wheel of motorsport. But I think what makes the wheel strong is all of us working together collaboratively. Uh, I think these will be fantastic cars. Uh, I think we'll have a great challenge in front of us to... On the technical side to get things completed on this timeline but that's part of the challenge of motorsport uh, but we're very very excited to be here today we're excited for this next chapter but no question it won't be the last uh the the motorsport family bonds around the world are, are getting closer than ever and stronger in my opinion
0: ed you mentioned uh, some of our constructors um I'm, i'd like to Point them out to you. Most of them, you will know them, of course. But would you uh, please recognise, please, in the front row, we've got Udishonak from Orica. You, please, if you would. Let's have a round of applause. Raj Nair from Multimatic. <laughs> Giacomo Campioni from Dallara. And Max Crawford. Max, representing here. Uh, a couple of other people who have been instrumental in uh, getting the announcement done today, doing the, some of the work prior to this. Scott Atherton, where are you, Scott? Yeah,
2: Scott. Please.
0: Uh, working tirelessly for IMSA uh, over the last few years and still fulfilling the role of special advisor between IMSA and the ACO. Uh, and on the other side of the coin, the advisor to the WEC in North America, Andrew Craig. Andrew, if... Uh, Gentlemen, I have to tell you, I'll be lynched if I don't try one more time to get a few more uh, details. Mr. France, when will we have a a little more detail about how this racing car will will come into being and and when it will be constructed? Well,
1: uh, like I said, it's still a work in progress on the technical side. Uh, The details, I'm I'm counting on Simon and Terry uh, keeping a flow of information going with us. They're working very closely with the constructors and with our OEM partners that are currently engaged with us and are anticipating joining uh, our our series. So uh, we will be putting out some periodic information as it develops, but right now this is just the opening.
0: Crucial milestone really is. Pierre, come on. Give us something. Manufacturers, what can you tell us about manufacturers? Everybody's <laughs> going to ask you that, so I might as well ask you that.
2: No, of course, it's not uh, my job, it's not our job to uh, speak on behalf of manufacturers. Uh, but um, uh, I'm sure that today is a, a very good starting for the future. And uh, we are convinced that the convergence uh, will be very well received uh, by z- all the manufacturers around the world and not only in the US, in Europe. And we look forward to hearing about their plans as you do, uh, John. I did try. Okay, I did, I did try. So,
0: this, if you like, is chapter one. Chapter two will be at Sebring. We've got the Rolex 24 this weekend for you to enjoy. I know many of you will be back for Super Sebring in March. Before we let our Panel go. Um, first of all, gentlemen, thank you. Uh, thank you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. as a sports car fan. Uh, we will make our guests available to you, but before I, I have just got one burning question. What does the H mean to you guys? John, let's start at your end and run down. What does the H mean to you? I'm putting you on the spot here.
4: Uh, As a student of the game, you can see all the pictures in the room. uh, Historic, and today's a historic moment.
0: Gérard? Uh,
3: We could say hopeful or home cycle. Pierre? Maybe
2: happy or hypercar?
0: (laughs) I knew you would get that in. Mr. Franz?
1: With Pierre, I think it stands for the future. We're talking about hypercar, hydrogen uh, hybrid. Hybrid. Any mm. technologies that are going to be important to our OEM partners. Uh, I think it covers pretty broad range of
5: opportunity. Ed. Hard to be last. No, nothing but good things. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, where was all the H in that? All positive. <laughs> of course, what we really know, it stands
0: for Hindorf or Handycar. That's what Eddie.
3: <laughs> Handycar? That's 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 good offer, yeah. Yeah,
0: all right. Um, Yeah, definitely. Uh, We have to make this official. So, if I may, we need to do a little bit of housekeeping now. Thanks, Greg and Nate. And we need to put some signatures on the agreement from Pierre and Jim France. We'll make the guests available for some interview questions in a moment. Ladies and gentlemen, will you thank Jim, Pierre, Gerard, Ed and John an historic day for sports car racing globally as LMDH is the future of the top cast of endurance sports car racing globally. Please put your hands together. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. 2020, a very happy new year and a new beginning for endurance sports car racing for IMSA and the ACO. Thank you. This programme
1: is a Radio Show
4: Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLemon.com.